I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched Frosty the Snowman from 1969 Nice and Frosty's <laughs> Winter Wonderland 1976. And we want to again wish you a happy holiday and a happy holiganza. Yeah, this is our second holiganza episode of three. <laughs> the, the shorts episodes don't count. Is too much work, and we're doing those in roughly chronological for me to make that fit the holiday theme. So, anyways, <laughs> um, who would like to do a brief spoiler-free plot synopsis of one or both of these movies? Uh, the first one. It's the story of Frosty the Snowman. Uh-huh. The second one. Wait, no, wait, wait. <laughs> now, <laughs> what else is there? The song Frosty the Snowman does not involve an evil magician. And, and train rides and children almost being killed. So maybe give a little more detail. I know it feels like everyone it's has a, seen. It's a story of Frosty the Snowman, but there's a magician and there's also maybe some children threatening, threatening to death. I will, I will hop in there. Frosty the Snowman comes to life one day and he plays with the children. How and then he, he has to, he How comes he? To, to life with a magic hat. From... From the, an evil magician. Thank you. I mean, he's a he's a bad magician and he's a bad. He dude. later refers to himself as an evil magician, he and does. I do want to talk about it. And he goes, but anyways, pink, nasty thoughts. He does, pink, and I also thoughts. want to talk about that, but later. Yes, and then it the weather starts getting warmer, and so Frosty's going to need to go away, and the children come up. Well, they can't afford a train ticket, so they come up with a plan to hop on a train heading north. They hop on a train to be hobos. Yep. Yes. In a refrigerated car. And then it Most gets... of the children stay. Just Karen goes. Yes, there's a little child named Karen. Yes. And yes, it is hilarious given the name, <laughs> given what the name means now to people, but they couldn't have known. Yes. And she's not a snooty or... No, she's she's good. <laughs> she's not she's not a Karen. No. But, she, but her name but is she Karen. But she is a Karen. Uh, yes. Her name is Karen, but she's not a Karen. And she gets cold, so Frosty has to jump off the train to find somewhere to warm her up. And he is successful. But all the while, they're being pursued by said evil magician because he wants the magical hat back. Okay, perfect. Let's go on to the next movie. Frosty's <laughs> Frosty Winter Wonderland. <laughs> Okay, there's there's slightly more to this movie, too, because you didn't mention Jack Frost, and he's a big part of the movie. But barely. And you didn't mention everyone's favorite character, Pastor Brown. Frosty gets a wife. That is basically the plot. But Jack Frost is also really jelly because the kids like hanging out with Frosty more than him, and no one seems to appreciate that he's the one who brings winter. Well, he's not an AC teen boy in this one, so they don't care. <laughs> and then Frosty starts getting... Are you trying, you're referring to... The Guardians, yes. Oh, okay. I was thinking of the other Rankin and Bass special about Jack Frost. I oh. Was he angsty, though? But no, you're right. He's totally angsty in Guardians, which is... I want to rewatch that movie at some point. We are getting off track. Yes, Frosty's Winter Wonderland is where Frosty gets a wife and also Jack Frost, like, needs to get some chill. But, like, not literally. Anyways, those are those <laughs> movies... <laughs> We're so punchy because this was weird. <laughs> I have lots of feelings. They're mixed. Um, there were you guys two th- cute horses. <laughs> mm. 
I guess he, <laughs> I guess that's how you could describe those horses. They were a little bit creepy. That's more how you could describe those horses. Anyways, um, without spoilers, would you recommend one or both of these movies? Or do you think you need to talk about it more before you can reach any sort of consensus about that? Because I feel like that way, at least one of these movies. I love how you did that without taking a breath. That Thank you. That was very good, Thank honey. you. That was very good. I will just say that I would recommend the first movie, but not the second. Okay. I think if they're on cable, which you maybe have... You put it on in the background, whatever. <laughs> I don't think you need to add it to a holiday watch list yourself. Yeah, the first one, and it might just be because I've seen it so much as a kid, but I felt almost nothing. The second one, I felt a lot, but it's very, con- it's very confused feelings that I'm going to have to talk out. So I don't know yet. We'll talk about it. I do want to... Cl- well, sorry. I think I do want to backtrack a you little bit. You don't have to justify no. yourself to us. We no, can, this we can, is what... We can also yeah. touch on it at the end, after we discuss. Right. All I was going to say is, I wouldn't put it on my C-list, even at this point. But the other thing that I want to say is, it was always on your list, honey, saying that we had to watch it. And I'm like, are you sure, honey? I'm trying <laughs> to kind of talk you out of it, because it was definitely always my least favorite out of all of the holiday stuff. Rudolph, yes, I'm down for Rudolph anytime. She's calling but out your but daughter. yeah, but you always had to do Frosty. It's so cute. You're so cute. To to any of you <laughs> who are considering uh, making your own podcast, I would just like to warn you um, that if you decide to have uh, one or both of your parents on that podcast, they can and will just bring out memories to wreck you from times that you literally can't remember. I love you so much, honey. (laughs) Let's get specific, which at this point we are learning means let me tell you some fun facts and then we'll get specific. Um, Actually, the fun facts for the first movie will come a a little bit later in proper sections. But for Frosty's Winter Wonderland, I just wanted to point out that this is the first of four sequels to the original film. The other sequels include Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July, the only other official sequel by Rankin and Bass, Frosty Returns, a half-hour TV special produced by CBS, and The Legend of Frosty the Snowman, a straight-to-video film produced by Classic Media, the then-rights holder to for the original Frosty special and the pre-1974 Rankin-Bass library in... I don't I didn't have a date on that one. I think it's like 2004. Okay. Um, so there's a bunch of sequels to this, but only two sequels that are actual, like, Rankin-Bass sequels. And we will cover... Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July at some point after we've done the original Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, so. Probably in a July. Sure, yeah, uh-huh. Well, yeah, why not? Uh, <laughs> um, oh, also, just because I don't know where else I'm going to work this in, the 1998 Warner Brothers film Jack Frost. Anyone remember that movie? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Uh, With the what's-his-face? Um, Keaton Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, Charlie Frost shows his father Jack Frost some scenes from this special while changing television channels. Presumably, okay. scenes involving Jack Frost, the character. Okay. So there you go. That's a little fun fact. Mm. Let's uh, let's start talking about the story and characters. For let's start with the first movie. 
They're all boring. Whoa! <laughs> Though, um, but Hinkle, the magician, gaslights children. How is that boring? <laughs> he was... Uh, what a what a character. What a character. He's like a bad he's a professor he's a professor magician. Oh, wait. Why is a teacher hiring a magician for the Christmas party? For a class? No. She didn't she say the word party? Yes, she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah. She did. Sure, yeah. but why would you hire a magician? Well, yeah, what I it also It seems love- like a small town they might not have a lot of like eh, Hinkle will do. I as a as a teacher, I always get personally offended when they show bad teachers. Is she a bad a, teacher? Well, a bad. Okay, grumpy. Why would you? But no. Here's my. Here's okay, where okay. I take issue. Why would you keep children from delighting in a natural snow and something that is great for their imagination, even good for their health, fresh air? To keep them inside with some creepy, crummy magician. That's what I take issue with. You know what? Fair. I have no notes. And then he's a professor magician, and that's just confusing. (laughs) It's a lot of titles. And then, like, so he starts off just kind of being like a bad magician. And then we see that he's, you know, selfish when he sees that his magic hat apparently brings a snowman to life. Like he wants to keep it. He doesn't care if the snowman doesn't get to be alive. But at that stage, I wouldn't necessarily call him evil or like even necessarily a villain uh, besides the fact that he is obviously opposed to our heroes who are the children, but he doesn't necessarily seem like an evil man, just like a kind of petty uh, man, you know what I'm saying? And selfish. He wants back a hat that he didn't yeah, yeah. Think had any magic because he sees it do right. something magic. And I mean, on some level, it is his hat. Presumably, he paid for that hat. So Except- I kind, so I kind of get it. Even though it is messed up that you literally saw a man come to life, and you're like, I'm gonna deny him being alive. But like again, I, I'm not necessarily saying like, oh yeah, he was a great dude. I'm just saying I wouldn't have called him evil at that point. But then later, he he like gets on the train and he's and he's saying that he needs to think nasty in order to get the hat which he repeats several times and especially not hearing that in context just the phrase think nasty is kind of yeah, really well, weird he, he says yeah think, think nasty thoughts i don't think, I think he think says he thoughts i think I he says think, think nasty, nasty think nasty i don't think he says thoughts that's see that's what seems logical i do not think he says thoughts and then later he does literally refer to himself as evil like, as an evil magician. And I'm just... I'm not sure... I'm not... I don't understand. A, I also love how within the story, the narrator is like, Now, kids, it's okay that this rabbit took this hat. Because technically, this guy threw it away and also he's a bad dude. And then, <laughs> You have to justify it, yeah. Like, this isn't bad that the rabbit is... is the rabbit isn't stealing because it's trash. And I thought that was very funny. Oh, but there is one evil, objectively evil thing that Hinkle does. And that is when he sees a little girl shivering in the cold next to a fire. His first thought is to blow that fire out. So like, that's yeah, pretty messed evil. up. That's yeah, pretty evil. Yeah. Um, my other main thing that I need to talk about here <laughs> is Frosty himself. And I just, I don't understand 
what he does and doesn't understand, okay? It's not, it's inconsistent. What so if- he, I'm just so confused as to what concepts he does or doesn't get. He knows, like, the concept of the Marines and the President of the United States and Santa, but he doesn't know what a, traffic, a traffic light is or I think even a pole. And also, he knows what a ticket is in one context, but not in another context. Mm-hmm. And his True, excuse for not knowing it in the other context is literally that he just came to life. But why does... So then why does he know the other context? You know what? He, he actually- knows... He knows ticket in the context of a thing that they can, I can use to get on a train or some more mode of transport to take me somewhere, but not as like a thing that or... you can be given by a cop because you did something wrong. I don't. You know what? What about the magic bestows one definition in his brain and not the other? Unless the answer that you're going for is that Frosty the Snowman says <laughs> cops. <laughs> No, my answer is that Frosty knows. I'll, I'll believe it. Frosty knows. He knows everything. He just knows that he could be like, I was just born, baby. I don't know what this is. And then they're like, oh, okay. He's like, I'm, a snow- I'm just a little birthday boy. That's what he's saying. That's literally what he's saying. You're he's, so. He's that saying, is literally I'm just what he's saying. a little birthday boy. Babe, you're so. This is the most galaxy brain take, and you're so. Right. I have no more questions about this. You are a hundred percent right. I love this and this makes me love Frosty a lot more than I did. I was like pretty neutral on Frosty and now I'm like, that's a birthday boy. Speaking of, I really do love it every time the first line when they live is happy birthday. It is good. It's very good. Hilarious every time. Yes. I wonder, too, how they just came up with that again. Not Merry Christmas, not Happy Winter, not Happy Hot, nothing, just Happy, happy Birthday. Happy Birthday. Happy Birthday. It's, it is good every time. Yeah, it's hilarious every time. <laughs> Any other non-spoiler story stuff for the first film? Well, j- you all... I have so many notes on the second one. <laughs> again, very... There's not much of the plot. It is fairly boring, and um, he comes to life. He needs to go to the North Pole. He almost gets a child killed because of reckless endangerment. I'm assuming you're talking about when when they're sledding. No, no. The fact that he put her in a oh, car, yes. an ice car, and yes. took her to and an he inhospitable thought, place. Sorry. Oh, my favorite line that is so absurd is when she's climbing in the car, and he's like, "You know, are you sure that it's okay?" And she's like, oh, I'm sure my mom wouldn't mind as long as I'm back for dinner. That's sure, very funny. Sure, sure. Hey, mom, I'm going to go to the North Pole. I with think this- she says supper no. because this is like the 1960s. Yeah, I just love that, that you know, that assumption. And it's like, yeah, my mom isn't, isn't going to have any issue with me going with this snowman that just came to life and in jumping a, a train car and going, you know, to the North Pole. And yeah, no, no problem. Remind me that I have more galaxy brain things to talk about when we get to spoilers for this movie. Okay, what is it? And it just it involves Frosty, and if what you said is true, and what things that happen in the movie is true, what that means, and what Frosty's character arc is. Watch the movie so that you can listen to the spoilers and know what I'm going to be talking about. Can I, is it, because 
without getting too specific, can I name a character that comes up in spoilers or you just not? Mean Santa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. I just love that. I was going to say, I just love in this the story arc the leverage that Santa has even over the the the, the evil magician. The evil magician. magician. Yeah, I just like it. Let's talk about Frosty's Winter Wonderland. Oh, boy, howdy. Okay, so... Okay, so wait, this is just for story, right? Just story characters. Okay. So, Frosty's writing to the kids that he's coming back, except that this seems like a completely different group of kids, so right off the bat, I am confused. Definitely, Karen yeah. is not here. Those two twin boys mm-hmm. who are slightly off-color... Wait, what is it? They're... Um, what are they called in yes. Fest Smash Brothers? Uh, I don't know. You alternate... Uh, recolor. I don't remember. They're 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 re, they're different color variants of each other. There's a blonde kid I think that no one cares about. Uh, there's another blonde girl who's like in in pink, and then there's a shorter kid that's in green. None of those kids are in this movie. Nope. It's a whole new group of kids who look objectively less interesting. Uh, even though the original kids didn't look that interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's just writing to them like, oh, I'm going to come back. And I just don't get it. Yeah. Well, and also because it sounds like it's been, you know, according to the narrator, quite some time. But yet these kids just don't know. know him so well. I genuinely don't know. I know. I it's hard to very tell. Weird. Like, has it been two years? Has it been ten years? I don't know. Is this just a legend that everyone talks about Frosty the Snowman? How do they know him? I could, I could buy that. If it's just a thing passed down through generations of children. The old kids that we used to know are dead now. (laughs) Why did Andy Griffith have to tell me that Jack Frost got the wrong hat when I literally just watched that happen? Because it's probably for children. How did the children just watched it happen too? No, no, I mean the children watching the show. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The children watching the show saw it too. They saw the wind pick the hat off of the horse's head and move it to Jack Frost. I don't know why anyone needed this explained. Kids are not that dumb. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Um, There was... It, they probably showed it to one test audience and there was one stupid kid there who said something. And so they had to add it in just for him. I imagine. Um, or maybe he rhymed with what he said after that that wasn't. And I don't know. I don't know. This may, I, it's hard to tell. There was definitely points, especially with Jack Frost, where I'm like, he's going to rhyme this next line. And then he didn't. Yeah. It's like he has the cadence of someone who rhymes and then he doesn't. And it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it uh, would have been good if he did rhyme most of the time, but then just didn't sometimes. I think that could have been a fun character thing. Mm, yeah, I like, I don't like. So the the one girl is like, oh, Frosty, you're so lonely because you can't come into our house at night because you'll melt. You have to stay out here and be all alone. So what you need is a wife, obviously. I don't know why that's the obvious choice, kid. Um... I'll talk about it more and how's it hold up, but the straightness of this one is a lot. The mm-hmm. straight, the straight Christianness of this one is a lot. Um, I hate that Frosty gets to build a bear workshop his own wife. That's yeah. just uncomfortable to me. For sure, don't like that. Um, I thought you'd never think of those flowers, says Crystal after she comes to life. So. So she was able to perceive before she came to life. So she was just like sitting there in a body 
able to perceive the world around her, but unable to be perceived by the world around her. That she was... It's horrifying. Yeah. It just makes it a horror movie. Why would you do that? (laughs) And then, and then later the, the parson comes up or whatever, because he's got (laughs) to get them married because marriage is very important because this is very Christian and you need to understand that they can't have little snow babies until they're married. That's very important. So anyways, the parson comes up and then he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I can't marry snow people because they're not real. He didn't say that. No, he did say the not. He said that they're not real. He said it because they're not real people. He said, I can't marry snow people because they're not real people. You need a snow parson. And that's insane. And I, and I, and I hate this. I hate this. (laughs) And then I just put, I quoted myself saying, (laughs) this movie is an existential nightmare for me. (laughs) It just is. There's so many questions. I don't understand why the parson is a sicko. I don't understand why the snow people, when you build a snowman, it is alive. It's just not able to communicate to you. It needs magic to be able to show you that it's alive. But when you let that snowman melt or you take that snowman apart, you're killing it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this movie there, just taught me. What what um was it in what movie was it where there's all these No, no. It was a it was a episode of The Office where Dwight um, Bill, it, it is terrifying. Remember, they're fighting each other. Um, sorry, he built all of these snowmen, and oh gosh, I can't think of his name. Um, that that's the boyfriend. Um, that I really like. Anyway, he walks out, and you just see all these snow people, and it's just really terrifying. But that's that's what I envision here of this frosty, where there's just again you, any snowman that you build or snow or whatever okay. or live. The other creepy thing, and and I'm not making this part of am- animation. It's just. I found it very creepy is well, they could build them and, and, and it's weird that they have the legs and stuff too, but then that they can maneuver the arms to hold something or to whatever. Sure. You could just take snow and I move it and Frosty mold it. Frosty did that. I think he moved But also arm. the Parson did that with the Parson one to mm. put the book in. To put the, the that's uncomfortable. Book. I yeah. accept Frosty doing it. Yeah. It's like you're also made of snow, some magic stuff. But the yeah, parson, the parson did that, and so you like can it. maneuver. Yeah, their arms to do stuff. That it's an existential nightmare. For you know, for bringing me. up the like, oh, like Frosty awoke his wife with the power of love. Frosty but, created his wife, but the parson's like. Ah, the good book. Yeah, and then yes, the, the yes. snow parson is like, "Thanks, God. Yes, glad yes. to be here." Yeah, it's, it's. Yeah. I can't handle it. Yeah. I can't handle it. Yeah, and and two is I also didn't like the way they made Jack Frost similar in to me in character as the evil magician. He even kind of some of his I don't know. Some of his mannerisms reminded me of the evil magician as far mm. as how he said things. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't I can't get with you on this train. I think Jack Frost is leagues above the uh, evil magician in terms of being an interesting character, personally. And I I'm genuinely not, mean that. Yeah, and I'm not... No, I'm not knocking that. I just... I, just, I don't... I, I, no, but I tried also... tried to make a loose connection. I guess I, I guess I don't really feel... I feel like they're both kind of nasally evil, but I, I don't know. I wasn't really noticing, like, that they had similar mannerisms. You might be right, but I just wasn't... I wasn't feeling that. Okay. 
And then I agree that I don't feel like this the kids... Well, again, they're just... Why in the world couldn't they have carried through the other kids? And, and they never, no and they never do. You know how I told you that there's like five sequels? That it's never the no same sense. kids in any of the movies. It's always different kids. And it's just it's weird. baffling. It's weird. I, I I imagine it's a it's a passed down story. I'd be curious at least to see the kids in the new ones to see like do they just make the kids contemporary to the time? They de- the two sets of kids definitely looked like what? What's the difference in years? 69 and 76. 69 and 76. So, I mean, the 69 one, maybe they look a little older, like, hearkening back to a little bit. But, like, 76 one, they look more, they feel more contemporary to that time. So, that would be my guess as to the change in children designs. I guess so. And to me, that would just lean towards this story passed down. Well, and, but, you know... Another big inconsistency then is they brought back the the traffic policeman, mm, and he point. didn't they look did. any. They, he didn't look any older. Did no, really? not really. It yeah. didn't even show like gray hair, whatever. No, that's true. The traffic cop yeah. throws it all he off. He was the same. It? Hmm. He was he just waiting. When and he years. even and and it, but he even said, you know, he recognized. Like, not going to get me this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he re- and and so almost like that was the second time this happened. Well, definitely like it. Yeah. What's the second time? Yeah. Mm. I can't handle this anymore. Let's go on to voice acting. Um, Wait, okay. real quick before you do. Okay. I just want to say one other thing that I forgot to mention in the first one. I did really enjoy, as far as characters, Hocus Pocus's, all of his pantomime meme. He's the mm-hmm. rabbit from yeah, the, the rabbit, hat. Yeah, the rabbit, the rabbit with the hat. I mean, it just cracked me up. And He's his, a and, silent little bunny. but Yeah, he, and his little butt He's like Courage the Cowardly whatever. Dog doing pantomiming. Yeah, it's cute. Sorry. I really and, enjoyed that. And then first note, for, first note for voice acting for me, I like the first Frosty better. Me too. Hands down, me too. There was just something really, I don't know, I did not like with the second one. But the first one, I don't know, that was Frosty. And yeah, I enjoyed his voice. Hot take, babe? So you like the voice actor for Frosty for the first one yes, better? Yes, I like how yes. it sounds better. Okay. S- okay. Because it is Jackie Vernon both times. I like how he sounds. I know, in the but film you just better. like his performance. Yeah. In the first, maybe he's just older and tired. Maybe. I don't know. But I, I, to me, they sounded different, and to me, the first one I preferred. Me That's too. Fair. I think there was like a, a roughness or something. Hmm. I don't know. There was something a little sure, different, sure. and I preferred it. And even too is the way he would draw things out or whatever. Every once in a while in the second movie, I I'm like, this does sound like the same guy, but just his performance, just again his pacing. Everything I just did this not is, enjoy. Yeah, the it's a one. it's a sadder Frosty in the second movie because <laughs> he's because he's lonely, yeah. and I think you feel that even from the beginning See, that this is what? a more sorrowful Frosty. He's not as filled with life and joy as the first one. <laughs> yeah, he's been up at the North Pole for mm-hmm. years, getting sad. Yeah. So this is just his performance. He yeah. Then yeah. Props to him for for, <laughs> for really exp- expressing that yeah. deep character. <laughs> yes. Uh, motivations in the voice. I don't think he really. Did. Hey, whoa! Hey, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> the art okay, here. so here's so here's what I need to talk about for all you freaks that like put <laughs> that put this information on the like holiday special wiki or whatever because you actually care about this stuff. I care about it now too, just because it's fascinating. Thank you for putting stuff about it because the wik the actual Wikipedia entry had almost nothing about this. So. The voice actors for the kids in the first one 
went through redubbing. And the reason why there are some parts that sound weird in what we watched is because when they did the Blu-ray, they restored some of the original voice track lines, but not all of them, which is weird. Um, When the special was originally in production, June Foray was the voice of Karen and Paul Freeze voiced some of her classmates. However, shortly before it first aired, the kids' lines were redubbed by unknown actors, though a few of Foray's vocal noises for Karen were retained. Uh, Foray recalled her experiences in the book The Enchanted World of Rankin Bass. I was called in to voice the little girl Karen. I was disappointed to learn later that my work for the Karen character was replaced by another actress. To this day, I, I am unsure of the reason, but I still enjoy the special. I want you guys to be able to actually hear a little bit. Well, I mean, that's better. That is the most difficult part. Hers was fine, I think. Yeah, um, no, the, the the boys especially sound but, terrible. That's awful. She sounds pretty fine. It's just, it's not like a clear one is better so much as just a preference. Yeah, But the, the boys sound better. And so I, I imagine that's the main reason that they redid it was just like some of them just sound obviously like grown men doing little boy voices yeah. um, badly. Badly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's... That's a whole thing. Um, and I think one of the lines from Karen in what we watched is also a June Foray line. I don't know why the Blu-ray version is like inconsistent with it. It feels like just stick with one track or the other. Mm. But mm. if you really do want to hear the whole special and the way that it was originally done, there is an audio I think a CD, I think they reissued it at some point that has like the whole special, not just the songs, uh, the original dub of it. So, hmm. Interesting. But yeah, because of that, there was this weird, horrible, awkward, uh, deep man voice for one of the kids that you heard suggesting once. one of the names. It's like, yeah. it says Ruth, but like, Real it sounds, just sounds like a grown man. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't hear it again. It was, and that no, made it, it just even that. more, and more I kind of disturbing. I don't remember hearing that in like my memories of this special. I don't either. So I feel like that wasn't in the redub. I don't know why they brought it back. Yeah. Um, Oh, and then also on voice acting notes, wanted to bring up that the narrator for the first movie is Jimmy Durante. Uh, This was his final film role. He was incapacitated by a stroke three years prior to the second movie and retired from acting. So that's why we had a new narrator in Winter Wonderland, Andy Griffith. I think that's all of my voice acting notes. Did you guys have anything else? Who is the voice of Hocus Pocus? Is it? There's no, no voice. It's no one. It's just sound effects and stuff. Oh, because it was cute. Maybe, was maybe it might be people who work there that do anything that it actually is vocals. But yeah, there's oh, no okay. there's no one credited. Interesting. Okay. Um, I, I did like the voice of Santa Claus. Uh, I'm not sure who that was. But yeah, otherwise, I think the the, the voice acting was, was fine. I just didn't like it. In both, I think, overall, I just didn't enjoy... Paul Freese did Santa Claus. Oh, 
Okay. okay. And Jack Frost. Okay. I can't remember. And how. the traffic cop. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't remember how I felt about the evil magician. Billy, magician. Billy DeWolf did that voice. I did like his voice. Though. He's fun. His voice He's acting's fun. fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I think my issue, any issues I have with the character have more to do with other aspects, not the voice acting. Oh, Shelley oh. Winters played uh, Crystal. Yep. I thought she, she did, did a good, good job. job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go on to animation. Arthur, Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass wanted to give the show, the original production, and its characters the look of a Christmas card. So Paul Coker Jr., a greeting card and mad magazine artist, was hired to do the character and background drawings. And then the animation was, uh, was produced by Mushi Production in Tokyo, Japan. Um, they might have also done it for the second one. I think it was still a Japanese studio at any rate. I'm not sure if it was Mushi Production. Um, but Rankin Bass, pretty much any time that they have a 2D special, it's definitely in Japan. And I think a lot of their stop motion animation ones are also done by Japanese animators. So they they worked closely with Japanese productions uh, with most of their stuff, which I think is just not a thing that's very well known by people. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I, I liked the animation in the first movie. I did not enjoy the animation in the second movie. Mainly the characters. Um, I feel like they did a good job with Jimmy Durante as far as, you know, capturing his essence. But I did not, because I've, I've been, I've watched a lot of Andy Griffith, the, the Andy Griffith show. I mean, Matlock. I mean, just a lot with Andy Griffith. And it just not, I, did, I don't feel like. He looked awful. Other than his voice. I I really well, sure. would not have known but that was anime, him. Oh yeah, seriously. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have bought, I wouldn't have looked at that. That um, it's been like, who yeah. is this ugly yeah, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the animation looks good on the simplistic style, but when you have characters trying to look like the real people, it just doesn't translate as well. It's very awkward. I I like. This was kind of there in both, but was much more prominent in the first one. I like the outlines on the characters that are colored differently instead of just being black outlines. Mm -hmm. They'll have different just like stuff that's more flesh toned or red or whatever. And I I like that sort of look. Um, It's always fairly eye catching to me. The the narrator, Jimmy Durante's lower jaw kept being slightly off color from the rest of his face when yes. he was talking, which is very distracting. I imagine that wasn't nearly as obvious to 1960s viewers on their bad televisions. <laughs> um, but here in, in crystal clear Blu-ray looks really uh, looks really weird that that keeps happening. Um, the lip sync in the first movie is really subpar. I feel like a lot of the time it has some of the same things that the Fleischer studio is doing sometimes where people are talking and no one's lips are moving, but like it doesn't necessarily feel purposeful. The lip sync's just off. And I can't help but wonder if some of that is the weird mishmash of like using original audio track or not, but I don't know for sure. So I can't like just have that be its own, its defense because it was probably at least partially like this regardless, especially because, I mean, characters like Frosty and, and Professor Hinkle and stuff, they're not redubbed. So then they are definitely some of the ones that 
the lip sync is just not there. Uh, in comparison, the lip sync always seemed perfectly fine in Frosty's Winter Wonderland. It's really, it's really weird for me because I, I like how the first one looks better, but I almost feel like it's animated worse, except that the animation quality feels worse than the second one but more consistent, I guess. It's weird. I don't know how to feel. Neither of them are any sort of masterpieces of animation. That is certainly the, true. Another thing that really bothered me, and I, and now that I think about it, it might be Jimmy Durante. Uh, so sorry for the mispronunciation if we're mispronouncing that. One thing that really stood out to me and bothered me is that they the proportions of Frosty in the second, the Winter Wonderland, was way off from the first. It's almost like his head was slightly smaller and his body but just the proportions were different and his eyes were like circles instead of ovals i think they were ovals in the mm, first one correct but he... maybe closer into the middle of his face too yeah his face yeah. shape felt yeah. different yeah his face shape was fuller in the, and in spoilers, the original this is a problem with like all of the frosty sequels is that he always looks different than he does in the first yeah, one i don't understand why you can't get something like that right it's it's i yeah, yeah. It's I a very simplistic design. I think I, I would have it. preferred that he looked the same, but out of all the character designs in the second one, Frosty and later Crystal are are like objectively cute and most of the other characters aren't. The oh, kids often look creepy. Yes. Um they they always looked fine in the first one, but a lot of times they'll look creepy and I think that has to do with like lack of eye movement and stuff. It's yeah, it's weird. And again, uh, Andy Griffith does not look no, good. No, he looks and, awful. In fact, when it starts just off, he's mess. almost nothing but teeth. And again, <laughs> it's like, okay. But yeah, proportions, everything, just not good. So in the first movie, did you guys notice the part where they stop, the train stopped to let another train pass, but then the other train passed behind their train? I was very confused by this. They They moved... To the left of the screen and then and then stopped and then behind them the train that they stopped for went. So they were past it and I'm very confused. All I can say is just because I've been watching lots of Thomas the Train with with my grandson Parker is they you can change tracks and whatever so I don't know if they had yeah. to pull over in a side track and then they changed tracks to have the train go behind. I guess That's the maybe, only thing I can think I feel of. like the <laughs> shot composition could have yeah. communicated that better then yeah. if that was and, the case. Or even seeing someone pull the thing to change the tracks yeah, or yeah. something. But yeah. That's just my guess from lots I of mean, Thomas the Train. Yeah, no, and, and there was a, a place near uh, where we lived where where trains would, would do that, like pull forward and then pull back because yeah. they're shifting stuff. So out of all the things that are existential crises, I think this one can be removed. <laughs> it's all the second movie that has my actual existential crises. Um, Frosty looks very elegant while skating in the second movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost like they were probably looking at some video footage of people ice skating and were trying to match that. So his proportions skewed just a little bit so they could make that look better. Yeah. Um, also, stop doing close-ups of Frosty crying. They keep doing it in the second movie, and I hate it every time. 
And that's not... That, and, and honestly, I think they do it twice. It was two times too many. Yeah. yeah. And don't they do that with other Rankin-Bass things? Like, that's just not just a Frosty thing. It looks okay when it is... But uh, when it's stop motion animation, sure. it didn't look good here. But yes, I think that is a thing that I they've done. I think that's just things. a visual. I, rank I can see in my mind like them zooming in on someone. It's like a tear goes down exactly. their face. It's, that's just their motif. It's like tears of love or hope or whatever magic. Uh, another thing that bothered me in in this, and sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you all, is I didn't like the animation on Jack Frost because it was almost as if to me. It was a a faded version of a drawing as opposed to, you, I feel like you can do a better job in making something look like it's made out of snow and ice. Instead, to me, he wasn't as, as clear and crisp. Of course, I'm not saying, I don't feel like the animation was great in the second movie anyway, but I don't feel like his figure was clear and crisp. To me, it was almost like, oh, let's do this drawing and then let's just fade it or erase it so it's not as dark. I don't know. It just, it. I'm not saying that's what they did, but sure. it just bothered me. Uh, one thing I did like about Jack Frost, though, is when he's creeping on, on Frosty and all of that, he's, like, touching trees and they, like, turn to mm-hmm. ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked that interaction. Love to see that sort of thing. Those mm-hmm. people have ice powers and things. Yeah. What would either of these have been like if they were live action? And what sort of maniac would do that? <laughs> why would why would you do Rudolph or Frosty the Snowman in live action? Why would you do it? I don't understand. They had that. It's about a snowman and it's about a reindeer. I just they had what? Oh, just the Jack Frost movie. Yeah, everyone loves that movie, babe. You're right. It's a great example to hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like a weird cr- cuz isn't he a snowman in yes. that movie? Yeah. So it's like a weird cross of them because jack uh, frost to my knowledge in most things is not depicted as a snowman and yet the movie jack frost he is a snowman yes i don't think i ever saw that it almost is like a horror movie i don't know there's an actual horror movie that i I kept seeing anytime i was in blockbuster let's just go back i don't think it's that horror movie no there There was a different one that was like a snowman that's like it had one of those covers where if you move it Mm, like it moves holographic yeah yeah, yeah. now i do like the stop motion that they that they did with Jack Frost and some others and some of the winter, what you know, that does like the, yeah, I don't know if the, where he's the, the person. Oh, you mean like other movies that right, Rick and Bass has done? Did, yes, yeah. There's one those, about Jack like Frost. That. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I do like that, but no, I would not like live action. Another thing though, I want to talk about is what was it about? And I wasn't a huge fan. I mean, they were kind of funny in, you know, we were, but the horses, it was it the anime. What was it that made the horses so creepy for you? They look like donkeys to me. Yeah. Like, are these donkeys? Yeah. They're, they're too detailed and they're always wearing hats, which is like just a thinly veiled way to have hats around. I don't like them. (laughs) I don't like, they're, they're like so detailed that it's like they, they're, there should be characters, but they're also ugly and they don't have any character. That's just, a girl horse and a boy horse that are there for some reason. That's got to be a girl horse and a boy horse. Cause if you can even consider the fact that they might be married, then it won't be gay. I don't, it's stupid. I don't like them. They're dumb. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't be better if they were gay horse. They would be better if they were gay horses, but like, it's just, I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
we skipped past the live action. I wanted to make a joke Wait, about we that. We went back, really, but <laughs> we, can, we can still be in live action. We, I wanted to make a joke about the Campbell's commercial, where the guy was like a snowman, and then, it, was it Campbell's or was it Folger's? I think it was a soup commercial where then he was having soup in all of it. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, I do remember that commercial. I don't remember that. That sounds I thought horrifying. It, was cre- it is kind of creepy. No, but he's like a snowman. Oh, no, no, no. I do think I kind of remember it. Like he like kid. walks in and he's like, okay, okay I remember Yeah, that. he's not like melting and dying. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is the not cold person that I am. Yeah, and there's yeah. one with a kid too, but then there's one with a dad. I just, the so true, true sequel to all of this is Frosty and Crystal can have some of whatever that guy had and turn into real people. <gasps> Love that oh, for them. That they are like. still fat, though. If you make real person art of Frosty and Crystal <laughs> and they're skinny, I'll come for you in the night. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just be like, hey, don't. <laughs> and then I'll leave. <laughs> Quit it. Stop. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't. I don't genuinely know how to actually like discuss any a live action version of these movies. Like, don't do it. It's boring. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know why you would do that. They're, or it's they're, terrifying. It's like because then you'd movie. have to make it longer too. Because to, like they don't really make like short live action movies very often. So it's terrible. Don't do it. Let's go on to sound design. I think Valerie has something she'd like to say about the first movie. The Foley is weird. Like, the first time the bunny's pantomiming, there's, like, almost no noise to go with whatever it's doing. And then, like, the next time, there's too much noise to go. Oh, no. That and the ticket booth with the guy was like, oh, you've got to go to Nova Scotia and blah, blah, and stop in here. And there's just like... (laughs) What do you want? And it's like... It literally sounds like that. For one, I did a great job just there. And... It, they're t- paper like, tickets that he's moving around. I don't understand why they sound like that. Yeah, it's it's a little inconsistent. Hmm. That's gonna be fun for me to listen to me doing that. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anything else sound design? Do you? I mean, do we want to talk about the Frosty the Snowman song? It's fine. Um, it's like fine. It's a thing that is I'm too inundated with because of the culture I live in to like have any real opinions about. It's just it's a song. It's fine. I don't know. Yeah. Not a yeah. For are we just talking first? The maybe? song for I mean, it's the same song in both. They just do different lines. Sleigh bells in the other one. Sure, but they do. They add more lines, which are maybe lines that were in the original song, but they just didn't use in the first movie. Because the Parson Brown thing seems really like specific, but then that line is in the song, and I'm like, That's in was bells. that in? That's in Sleigh Bells, not Frosty yeah. the Snowman. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Bringing... Sleigh bells? Oh yeah, that is in maybe. In. That, but it, it is actually Parsons Brown is yeah, a yeah, character yeah. That's what I in thought. one of the songs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They're, they're literally Chris- that line was totally yeah. in a song. They're Christmas songs. They sound fine. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know what to say about them, really. But yeah, no, I, I actually liked that. Oh, sorry. Winter Wonderland. Is that the song? Maybe. Yeah, that, I, I think know. that might be what that movie's based on is that song or something. Winter Wonderland is the song. Sorry, yeah, not yeah. Sleigh Bells. Um, but yes, Winter Wonderland, his name is in there. And I actually did like that. Uh, cause I was just the connecting. I'm like, okay. You liked it fine. up until Parson Brown started talking Where some he, nonsense. He commanded God to like God. imbue life into this snow preacher Let's... so that he could marry snow people because regular Parson Brown can't marry snow people. Let's go into the part that our podcast <laughs> is named after. How's it hold up? Now I know we desperately want to talk about the second movie, but anything with the first movie. 
I think there could have been something if, like, Karen was more annoying, but she was fine. So, like... Yeah, I mean... No. Yeah, it's it's pretty innocuous. I don't know. Nothing nothing comes to mind. I have more stuff to say in the spoiler section, but, like, how's it hold up? I mean, fine? Yeah, I mean, other than I, I don't like the trope of... Well, again, I know that it's not just a terrible example of a teacher, but I don't like the trope oh. of, of, you know, sure, I just sure, don't sure. like that. And again, I mean, yeah, she valid. why she would asked, you hire? Are you an evil magician? Because that yeah. last time we got an evil magician, that didn't turn out well for the kids. Oh, I didn't remember to actually say the teacher is also voiced by June Foray. So she did get to keep some of her vocal performance in this uh, movie. Mm, mm. Good for her. But again, well, sorry. The bottom line is if you're having a party for children... <laughs> They none of them seemed even when they didn't know he was an evil you magician. Already, don't you already did. No, excited about it. But I just mean is why wouldn't you have an activity or this something you asked the kids about? This is the same point you already about? made. I love you very much. You're not wrong, but you did already basically make this example. No, I said they couldn't go outside and play. I mean, you're basically it's basically the same point, but you're like suggesting like an alternative thing. It's like the same thing. Love you. I love you too. Does, does it mean a whole lot to you? Do you really need to say it? No, I just okay. you just got to give students a choice. It's their party. Okay, so apparently the answer was yes, but you said no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about how the second movie holds up. Um, <laughs> I love you so much. There's a lot. There's a lot going on in this movie that I just frankly, I might. I feel like I probably like once in my life before this, seen this movie. So I basically didn't remember anything. I just remembered that he gets a wife and that Jack Frost is in it. I didn't, I didn't remember this movie. Um. <laughs> you look so pained. <laughs> I just... Okay, so I guess let's start with sexism. Again, it's really weird that that he gets to design his own wife, and I'm really uncomfortable with that. Yeah, it's like no tall wives for me. She's got to be chest height, <sighs> and that she only like exists so that this snowman can like not be lonely is uncomfortable to me. Mm-hmm. And that this young girl would that would again be the first thing she suggests. Not that you have a friend. Or that you have, you know, like a pet or something, a pet or something. But and I guess I would have. I guess I would have just much preferred a movie where, for some magical reason, a girl Frosty comes into being, and then they like interact some and decide they like each other instead of a movie where Frosty is lonely and so he needs to have a wife built for him who immediately loves him. It's just. This is kind of comfortable. Yeah, the line where she was like, I'm his wife, like, in everything, but, like, te- like not technically, but I am. It's like, okay. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, and then, yeah, he's, I mean, she's got to become his wife so that it's not weird for two snow people to be together, I guess. They can't date. They just need to get married. Immediately. Yeah, and it's sort of weird because it's like if you're building a snow wife, are you just not already married? Right, if that's what you're calling her. Right, is she just not, if if she is your wife, if that's what you're bringing to life, then aren't you just already married? But they've really got to get Christian married. And then the Christian stuff is there and the pastor's there and he's telling 
people sentient beings whether or not they actually count as real people and then building his own snow parson that he gives he gives life through the power of god oh we didn't actually talk about it but crystal comes to life through the power of frosty's love which is like you don't even know her so that's weird but okay i can i can choose to go along with that like as kind of cute but there's nothing cute about handing a snowman a bible and he comes to life because god willed it that just makes me wonder why this suddenly became a christian movie and why god cares about any of this what's happening (laughs) also then at one point jack frost knocks off frosty's hat and crystal's able to bring frosty back to life through the power of love by making a little you know corsage flower and so he he still retains his hat i mean or gets the hat back but apparently doesn't need the hat to come back to life anymore any point in any of the other sequels where he loses his hat and he is is not living anymore, then I'm going to be mad. <laughs> they set this up and they need to stick to it. Yeah. So I know that Crystal still exists in the Frosty and Rudolph in July one at least. And then I heard that the 1990 CBS one just kind of forgets about the hat thing and he can just not have it on and be fine. And I don't know what the deal is. No, but I don't think she's in that one. Weird. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, just... There's a lot of... There's a lot of weird questions that the second movie made me ask that I just wasn't... I didn't want that to happen to me, where I had to think (laughs) about those things in that way. I wasn't prepared for that with this, like, schlocky kids Christmas movie. Why did it do this to me? I'm still upset about it. It was just very strange. Very, very strange. Let's go on to our spoiler alert. Skip to. I actually don't have anything to say about the first movie. Uh, do you guys have anything else to say about the spoiler part of the first movie? Well, just that, of course, Frosty melts and then that Santa that, you know, because he gets locked into a greenhouse and the, which he by was the in evil because magician. he brought Karen there yeah. because she was cold. Right by the evil, mu- the evil magician. Professor I keep wanting Hinkle. To, I want to keep saying his name is evil Hinkle. musician, but I don't know why. <laughs> I want to keep say, saying that. Just say Hinkle. Hinkle. That's okay. It is easier. Don't tell me it's harder. Okay. <laughs> so uh, by Hinkle, and then when coming out of the greenhouse is uh, Karen and and Santa, who basically then. Uh, Hinkle tries to get his hat back, and Santa says, if you touch that hat or ever do anything, you know, that again, I'll never bring you anything for Christmas. And Hinkle is just like, nothing, and not, you know. And so, and then whines Santa like makes a baby. him, whines like a baby, and then Santa makes him write a hundred million times, I will, I am very sorry for what I did to Frosty, or something like something that. Like that. <laughs> but yeah, so then, happily ever after for Frosty. Oh, sorry, Santa opens the door, and then the winter, the winter, the north, oh, yeah, the Santa, north wind. The north Santa wind. brings up a concept just right at the end that is like he's made with Christmas, Christmas snow, so yeah. it'll go back together once it's cold. It's like yeah, okay, or, or sure, Santa. Yeah, sure, Santa. Yep. So winter wonderland. <laughs> okay, Crystal and Frosty got to get their marriage on. Uh, they get the snow parsons as God decrees. Uh, <laughs> 
And they get the party together, but Jack Frost is really grumpy and jealous about not getting attention, so he kicks up a really strong wind to make it hard for them to have the ceremony. And then, I guess they eyeball him? They they see him, Frosty goes to try to be like, hey, you know, what's going on? But then Crystal comes in and does some, like, mental jujitsu on on Jack Frost and is like, (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Like, you're the most important person to be at our wedding. Come be our best man. Oh, we need the snow down to actually, like, talk and, and do the wedding. And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, my bad. And then and they make friends with Jack Frost and they have the wedding. And they're married. <laughs> yes. And, oh, oh, they get married. And then Jack Frost, like, helps extend the winter into April and into... <laughs> Some question amount of time in the future until Parson Brown is like, but like the plants don't get to grow and like nature promised these seeds that they would be flowers and, you know, they can't do that whenever it's full winter. So they have to like wind down, I guess, the 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 winter and the perpetual winter. Yes. yes and and like, I guess, do they, I forget, do they come back every year or it's just like. I don't remember if they say. Yeah, it's like, okay, now it's spring, but they are married and everybody is happy. The end. I I kind of love that Jack Frost just kind of becomes, like, their evil, capricious little buddy. Yeah. Like, he doesn't necessarily stop being kind of malicious, but, like, he's alright. He's more able to- He's pal. (laughs) He's more able to put himself in the center of attention, and that's just what he wanted. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're the best man. He's like, did you know I was the best man, and I was the reason that they get to have their wedding? (laughs) Yeah. And did you know that, like, I gave them a killer honeymoon because I made it winter for months and months? Yeah. (laughs) That's all he wanted. Did you like that the movie made it clear that Frosty and Crystal are- my god do not do not say that (laughs) but no you can't say that no honey bad no no but they do just say start a snow family but you get what that implies what they're making me think about with these snow people you know know how they created crystal they just make a, a snow child and give, give it love. a flower, yes, yeah. and it's alive. They make a snow puppy, give it a collar, it's alive. Yeah. How do yes. snow babies grow? You do just they just more put snow more snow on them? Yeah. So do you just like each year decide the rate at which they grow? Maybe they get to put snow on themselves, and they decide oh. their rate. Yeah. Yeah. I genuinely don't know if I love or hate this movie. Actually, you do have some uh, galaxy brain take to do in spoilers for the first movie. Oh my god, I forgot! Okay, so. What is it that you said about Frosty? Frosty Frosty is just a little birthday boy. Yes. And just gets away with anything because it's his birthday. And you also said he knows everything. He knows, like, he knows. He knows, like, he shouldn't be walking in traffic, but he does it anyway because he's a little birthday boy. So do you know what he also knows? What does he know? That little girls shouldn't go (laughs) in frozen cars and go to the North Pole because they'll die. Yeah. So... (laughs) This movie is secretly about an evil snowman (laughs) who forms a bond with this little girl and decides to sacrifice himself 
thereby proving that now he is good. But he has to go on this journey because he knows that he led her into this. Yes. But now he cares about her and he has to make sure that she'll be all right, even if it means the end of him. I love it. It's great. (laughs) There we go. Galaxy Brain Take. That's what the movie is. That's what the movie is. That's there. You just got to look for it. (laughs) Does that make you like it more? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's still meh. But <laughs> I genuinely don't know whether or not I like the second movie also. Because there's a lot of stuff I, like, obviously don't like. And that brings to mind horrible questions. But I also like Crystal. And I like Jack Frost. And I like that he's just their evil little buddy at the end. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't want to sit down to watch this again. I wouldn't either, and you know it's been it's been years, and I'm okay with that. Years since be, you were free, can, yeah. It, since yeah. your daughter was like, <laughs> "Let's watch this." Did we? Here's a question: When I visited you guys before I lived here, and, I only remember and we that came, we watched Rudolph. That's the only one I know for mm, sure. I think you I'm not saying I think you made us watch Frosty. <laughs> I'm not saying that we didn't watch Frosty. I'm just saying I only remember for sure that we watched Rudolph because I okay. had the abominable snowman while we were doing it. Okay. But yes. <laughs> here's the here's the only reason I guess why I still feel a little conflicted is that I watched the whole first movie and until Valerie told me her hot takes that expanded my brain, I felt Almost nothing. And it, admittedly, I have been super inundated with this movie. Apparently, when I was a child, because of my own choice, um, <laughs> I denounce my former self. Um, but Winter Wonderland made me feel a lot. And not necessarily positively, but that it got such an emotional reaction out of me endears me to it a little more almost than the first one so i'm not sure how to feel yeah i mean i think a lot of one of the big takeaways from this podcast is it's worse to be boring yeah yeah and i feel like the first movie is pretty boring except for our hot takes that elevate it to a level it doesn't deserve um (laughs) hey here's one other thing i forgot to mention in animation that while we're thinking about it one thing that i like so much better about the animation in the first, or even, again, the the kids' design. One thing I forgot that I really like, for some reason, I really like Karen's little coat with with the little little tie in her hat. But I love her feet, like when Frosty picks her up or whatever, those long tennis shoes that are kind of similar to the long feet that shows with with Hocus Pocus. But I I just like... I just like the way they animate that when she's being lifted off the ground, just how, how big they are. I don't know. I like that animation. But go ahead. Go back now, too. <laughs> well, I, well, you but needed to interrupt yeah. me to tell us that. So. <laughs> well, I don't want to forget. I, I don't cool. know where I'm at. I don't know. Well, no, you were saying well, that basically the debate is, again, is it worse to be boring? So, so, so that because yeah, the I, other second movie had you... Having so many feelings. I feel like the second one entertained me more. It's hard to say if it's just because I was less used to it. And if I would like become really bored with it, if I'd watched it like every Christmas for like 15 years also, I don't know. Probably. Yeah, probably. But. And you get more annoyed by the awful things in it. Yeah. But I also could have fun 
showing it to other people so that we can discuss these awful things. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. I'm still trying to think and I couldn't find one. I don't think Crystal's a good snow snow wife name, but I can't find a better one, so I'm just going to have to give it to him. Mm. I, I don't understand your issue with it, honestly. It seems like know. a perfectly fine... I didn't... I. I thought there would be something that fit better. It didn't really get me, but I couldn't find a better one, so I gotta, you know, I, I'm I'm the fool here. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else with spoilers? No more spoilers. Let's go on to our favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite part of each movie? They are two different movies, so yes, you have to do both of them for all these. You don't have to, at least we're not going to do the musical part because they each have like one, maybe two songs. So who cares? I think for both of them, it's... Your least favorite scene is... The naming scenes. Mm, Where they're just throwing out names. Yeah. It wasn't as funny. Yeah. Uh, And then that weird Ruth thing. Yeah. And then in this one, ultimately, I don't think they've chose a great name, but also, again... That's basically just you, babe. That's me. Everyone else is fine with Crystal. But yeah, no, the actual naming scenes are pretty boring. Like the comedy there isn't... is is fine. Yeah, I can't really think of anything I dislike more in the first movie. Let me think about the second. I guess in the second, I would just kind of combine it, since it's pretty much like they're together, is also just them building Frosty the perfect Build-A-Bear workshop wife. (laughs) Yes. Is, yes, what he wants in a wife is just fully looks. Yeah. Just like, she, this tall, gotta be uh, cute and chubby. That's Which, it. like, okay, king for that, but also <laughs> just weird that you get to design your own wife. It's, uh, not about that. I think, for me, the first, uh, in the first one, it's the <laughs> it's you know, the party with the musician, uh, music. I keep wanting to say musician. Hinkle. Uh, with Hinkle. His name is Hinkle. Okay, the party with Hinkle just dropping off his stuff and the kids, you know, and all that is just annoying. And then the second one in the second movie, I think the build, the Build-A-Bear wife, I don't like. What was your favorite scene in each movie? And if it's in spoilers, be vague. I don't really know about the first movie. Uh... I think weirdly the part in the first movie that I most remember is the the confrontation with the traffic cop. I don't know why that sticks in my head so much. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it is what I think about a lot. I will say mine just because it was a little unexpected. It wasn't like great animation or anything, but like whenever they jumped off the train uh, because uh, Karen was was too cold and then... Uh, Hinkle was like, ah, I'm going to get you. But then uh, the narrator was like, but what he didn't know is that Frosty's like the best sled. And then Frosty gets on his belly and just like sleds off. Yeah. You're right. That is pretty great. Uh, and then Hinkle's like, oh, shucks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I think that in the first one is Hocus Pocus pantomiming mm, yeah. to, to do the fire to the little animals and then them building a fire. I'm like pretty that. neutral on Hocus Pocus' shenanigans. Second movie. Um, I guess. I mean, I think in spoilers, yes. what Crystal did to yes. resolve the Jack Frost situation. Agreed. Yeah, I think I'm going to jump on that. Yeah, I think I agree too. 
who was your least favorite character in each movie? <laughs> I'm just like the cop. <laughs> <laughs> the narrator? Um, Jimmy Durante but, didn't bother me in the first. Yeah, That's I was fair. pretty neutral towards him. But I, I, said, but I, mean, I guess I'm really him. neutral towards most people in the first one, so that makes it a little difficult. To me, I'm going to say know the what? teacher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, teacher. I'm going to go with the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she yeah. doesn't do a whole lot, but what yep. she does do, it's not it's not good education in the way it should be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry she had to pay to hire this evil magician. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did she pay with her own money? Did the school not? I would assume the school didn't. Hmm. Schools do not fund parties anymore. You hmm. can't even get permission usually to have them anymore. Were you agreeing with the teacher? Yes, I'll agree. <laughs> and second movie. Oh, sorry, that's super easy for me. The pastor. I was gonna say which Parson, mm. Snow Parson or regular Snow Parson, Parson is nothing. I, He's I, not a real person. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yes, we'll see Parson Brown. Uh, no, but in, in all seriousness, Snow Parson like has no personality whatsoever. So uh, random Parson guy who just suddenly injects like a boatload of Christianity in this into this movie out of nowhere. Okay. And then like comes back at the end of the movie to be like give a moral lesson and I'm like, dude, I don't know, you get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me is it's just going to be well, I like Andy Griffith, but I did not like that That's fine. The whole no, that's, thing that's the way he looked and everything. I that was my least favorite. And then him telling me that Jack Frost got the wrong hat. I watched that happen, Andy <laughs> Who was sure? Okay, hold on. Oh? You might you probably okay. want to cut this okay. to the end or just not at all because sure. this is just highly it could is might be inflammatory. I'm ready. Okay. So we talked about and this might be spoiler, so this might be another reason to cut it. The family building process of snowmen is to just build up some snowmen, do a do a thing to imbue imbue them with life. Parson Brown, Snow Parson, was able to get the book of the Bible. Power of Jesus the Bible. Christ brought him to life. Right, right. Okay. But, so so our current snow population is Crystal, Frosty, Parson Brown. They make a family. Will Parson Brown create more snow religious people and just start handing them the Bible to just like have a missionary snow missionary population well here's the thing though the bible is basically the equivalent to frosty's magic hat it's not an equivalent to the snow flowers that frosty gave okay so are you sure about that i mean yeah because yeah because it's basically a magic item that gave him powers. Okay. Whether it's a hat or whether it's a book. So I feel like once Snow Parsons loses the book, he's he's going to be stuck in the existential nightmare of being able to perceive everything around him, but not being able to interact with it. All right. So if he wanted to do that, Parsons or someone else has got to give him something that he can just like always have with him that keeps him alive. Why he just baptizes No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have to cut this out, but okay. that's all I wanted to talk about. <laughs> oh, gosh. What's the next thing that I just rudely interrupted? Who is your favorite character in each movie? Crystal in the second one. I think Karen in the first one. Yeah, I think so. Karen in the I first like one. I like Karen. Yeah, Karen in the first, Crystal she seems, in the second. She seems like a cool kid willing to 
put herself on the line for her friend that she just created made. Yeah. Yeah, she seems chill. Um, yeah, probably Crystal for this second one also. Jack Frost is pretty high up there too. I enjoy that funky little man. <laughs> if Tim Curry was in each of these movies, who would he be? Evil, evil, uh, Hinkle. 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 That's a, that's a killer voice for such a Weasley man though, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, make him more epic. Now, I don't want to be rude, but he could also be a cop. Could be Santa Claus. He could be Santa Claus. I like him being Hinkle, um, though, because then I get to hear him more. And he could even cackle laughly. Like, I'm kind he of could. digging the Santa thing, though. Like, that's a, a little bit of a different take on Santa, but I think he could do it. He, Tim of, Curry could do anything, but well, that's, he gets to be, but to be a villain, he can do a maniacal laugh. I kind of like the Santa, though. I'm going to hop on the Santa ship, personally. But Santa's not in the second movie, so who is he in the second movie? And neither is Hinkle, for that matter. I don't think he's going to work as Jack Frost very well. I was going to say the narrator, but then we'd have to see him in, like, that style. Oh, that would be terrible. (laughs) It still just looks like a really bad Andy Griffith, but it is voiced by Tim Curry. They just redub him, and you're like, Why? Andy Griffith decided that he wasn't okay with his likeness being used in this anymore. (laughs) And so we figured if we changed the voice actor, that we could reliably uh, insist that it is not Andy Griffith. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't want him to be the parson because... No. He could be the cop. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's the only... That's the only... Or, I mean, he could just be frosty if we just want to go all in, you know? Have him be frosty at both movies. Why not? <laughs> Let's go on to our... We're, I'm tired. Are you guys tired? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate these movies. Uh, we are punchy tonight. It's a... It's, they're weird. The first one's uh, pretty boring. The second one's pretty weird. Um, Again, if it's on the background, like, sure, you can leave it on there, but then you'll, like, actually start to watch it and you'll be like, what the... What's going on? And so if you want to have that for your Christmas time, that's cool. Uh, just generally, though, I don't I don't really recommend them. For rating. For the first one, uh, not looking at it through the lens that he is a just a, a birthday boy. Looking through what's literally given to us. Yeah, it's, it's pretty boring. Um, what's the movie in your head going to be rated, though, too? I want a rating for that also. <laughs> Um, first one as is, I don't know, like a 1.75, uh, maybe a 2.25 for the one in my head. It still doesn't elevate it that much. It's fair. Um, for the second one, I'll, I'll just go with a 1.75 again. It's not like it's better. It's just weird. Yeah. Both 1.75. This is one of the times that that discussing has talked me out of something. So I would not recommend either movie because upon reflection, other than good memories, watching Christmas things with you, you know, sweetie, I, that's fair. I would not recommend either of these movies. And I think I agree uh, with you wholeheartedly, Valerie, that I think I'm going to go 1.75 on both. I am going to actually say don't put it on in the background because what if one of your children end up liking it and then you have to keep yeah. watching it because they want to see it. Yeah, fair. 
Um, on a, yeah, honestly, one point seven five sounds right for both of those. They're both so like. I I genuinely just kind of feel like the reason that everyone loves the first one so much is the same reason that a whole lot of people love that, like the Christmas story or whatever, that awful movie that I saw one time, like years after everyone else who had seen it had gotten inundated with it, with like the, the leg lamp and stuff. That that movie's terrible. I don't understand why anyone likes it. Um, It's weird and it's dumb. And like, if you like it, we're not talking about that. If you like it, whatever. No, I'm also, I'm talking about Frosty. They're both weird and they're dumb. If you like them, like, fine, but, like, they're pretty, they're relatively innocuous. There's a lot of weird stuff with women and religion in the second one, but it's still, like, it doesn't register as, like, really offensive or obnoxious, just as baffling. So, yeah, and then I like my weird little evil man and <laughs> and uh, Crystal's, like, kind of nice just the concept of why she exists isn't is 1.75 for both of them. I don't recommend them. None of us recommend them. They're not that great. Go, Rudolph is probably better. I haven't rewatched it recently, but it's probably better. It has a big abominable snow monster, so it's already better on that front. Yeah. Um and yeah. Cornelius. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. And I would appreciate you joining me on my podcast. I mean, sorry. <laughs> On this podcast, obviously, but tune in to Twitch and watch my stream, Nana Critter, to see me play Dragon Age Inquisition in Nightmare Mode. You all have over a thousand hours on that game, and I can I can take down enemies. I've just we've decided last last episode I am now a giant killing machine. Uh, next time we will be doing our last Holiganza episode. Um, it will be a Japanese movie. There's Ooh. not a whole, whole lot of Christmassy themed Japanese movies that I'm aware of, but um, or at least animated ones. Um, but this one is, and it is also a movie that I've heard a lot about, but I've never seen. So I'm looking forward to checking it out. I'm already excited. So yay. All right. So yes, please join us next time. Hope. And happy holidays. Happy holiday. Happy Bye. Holiday. Love y'all. Bye. 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 This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening.